The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Private vehicles couldn't drive around the front of Trinity College through from 7 a.m. through to 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. That had been the rule, uh, but now it is 24 hours and it is right through the weekend. Claire Byrne is a Dublin City Councillor for the Green Party, and she is with me now. Claire, uh, you're welcome to the show. Um, why was this necessary? Well, this is not a new plan. The plan to pedestrianise College Green has been in the making for many years. Um, And uh, yes, we have restricted cars or banned cars coming through now, um, but that's not a big change. I mean, about 97% of the traffic that goes through College Green is either by public transport, bike or foot at the moment. So uh, it's not a significant change. What it is, is a significant step towards transforming our city centre and creating the kind of world-class plaza that you see in cities all over the world and the type of plaza that I think Dublin City deserves. Uh, And what will that transformation look like in terms of vehicle access to the city? Yeah, well, it'll be, eventually it'll be completely pedestrianised. At the moment, taxis can still go through, buses can still go through. Um, That'll change when we have the full scheme in place. There'll obviously be full public consultation around that. Um, So there'll be lots of opportunity for people to have their say about that. Um, But the new scheme will actually extend all the way to towards the end of uh, Georgia Street and it'll be completely pedestrianised. And what it'll mean is that we'll have this sort of central plaza and the original plans um, uh, were very much designing it as a very flexible place. So it means it'll have more public seating, more trees, but that it could also be a space that could transform from daytime activities into nighttime activities. And we need that um, for our nighttime economy. We're just recruiting a nighttime advisor for Dublin City, finally. Um, And there's a big focus on what we can do to bring people into the city and to keep people in the city. And that's people Mm -hmm. of all ages and to have an offering for people of all ages and all tastes. Um, And having this outdoor space that we can use um, will be hugely beneficial for the city. And what then do you say to people who, who you know, in, in principle might not have an objection to it, but they, they've got qualms about not being able to access the city in their car. It's what they've always done. It's how they get in and out of the city. Yeah. I mean, look, things are changing. Um, we have to reduce unnecessary private car journeys in the city centre. Uh, we're bound by our climate law to reduce transport emissions by 51%. Um, and the focus now is, is on public transport and on active transport as a means to do that. Um, but, you know, we've pedestrianised many um, streets in the city centre, Grafton Street being a great example, Henry Street being another one, um, Suffolk Street more recently, we're looking at South William Street, Chatham Street, oh, you know, we've all of those streets that have been pedestrianised and there has been workarounds for them um, and I think that like it's fairly obvious that there is a shift happening when we look at our public transport at the moment for example um, we've about 800,000 journeys a day taking place We ha- since we've reduced the fares we've about 300,000 students have registered for a student leap card um, we're investing in rural tra- you know Bus Connects is happening in Dublin Metro is finally happening is in planning at the moment we're investing in public transport in rural Ireland so I mean this is the change that's happening, not just in Ireland, it's mm. happening all across the world and it's a necessary change if we want to reduce our emissions. Timmy Doody is with us as well, uh, the Fianna Fáil Senator uh, from uh, County Clare. Timmy, you're very welcome to the show. I mean, uh, do you have some sympathy with people who are nervous about making it more difficult to access cities and towns in private cars? Yeah, good evening, Kim. Of course, you always, and I think Claire's rightly identified, you've got to bring people with you. And I think what, what's happening in, in this area in Dublin is a very good example as to how you do it over a period of time and you bring people with you. You show the positive benefits um, 
of developing that public realm and connecting areas like Temple Bar with Grafton Street and so that people see a real benefit to it. Um, and it's being done in a staged way. And it really is about protecting the heart of the city because the heart of the city has grown in a manner that was very much dependent on the car. So therefore the city centre um, has remained or has re- developed uh, and there's a buoyancy there. And then you had the advent of much better public transport to support that. Mm. But we've got to be careful though in how we roll this out is that we don't end up with what has happened in many cities in the United States where you hollow out the city centre because of certain policy decisions that you take. So it's got to be done in a, in, in a cautious way. It's working really well in the example that you talk about. But I have some concerns about some of the more rural cities or rural county towns where the immediate rush is remove the car. Uh, that's, that's going to work. Where you don't have critical population, that's a greater difficulty because having public transport or having what we often refer to in the, in the, in the rural constituencies is that local link. You can have a local link bus, you know, lots of them coming into the town centre, but because they're not serving other areas of, of, of density of population, they really don't benefit the people mm. who live in the rural areas. So there, there, there will be for a period of time, and I think for a long time to come, the necessity uh, for the car in more rural areas where the same volumes of density are, 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 of population and they are to support the public transport or to make it easy for people to uh, get home. Um, and yeah. the concerns that I would have in that if you try to if you try to overlay that in a rural context, um, you may you may have a detrimental impact uh, on the county yeah. town or on the regional regional city. But yeah. it's the right way to go. It's there are so many other aspects of it that have to be done first. I mean, if you look at what Dublin has done, county towns are only catching up on this now in terms of putting in place infrastructure for kids to cycle to school get get much better personal mobility systems in place and the infrastructure that supports that we've yeah. seen the development across europe uh, of those uh, motorized scooters and i think we've spoken about it in the past yeah. there, are, there are some issues with them well so, so mobility yeah. is changing we've got to we've got to embrace it I, I, claire i'm sure you'd accept a lot of the reality maybe of what, what, what timmy is saying in some some towns you know you don't have that kind of critical population base that, that, that will allow for buses. I'm conscious as well of the importance in planning in all of this. So you think of some of those towns and they've got a big shopping centre with all these on, on the edge of town and that will lure people away. And that's the, that's the fear that people have in the city centre as well. And even just as last point, I mean, it speaks to planning as well. I, I was in County Wexford at the weekend. There's a beautiful a big uh, school uh, outside Feathered on Sea uh, in County Wexford, a lovely little village. But it's about two kilometres. It drives me mad every time I drive past it because it's about two kilometres outside town on a twisty road as opposed to in the middle of town where everybody lives. Yeah, look, I mean, we have a lot to answer for in terms of planning in this country. But again, that is changing. And, you know, and we do have to move away from that model that you said, you know, where we're forcing people to drive to shopping centres. We have to invest in our rural towns and villages. And that is happening through schemes like Cree Conaha. We are investing in public transport. There's about a new new bus route a week in rural Ireland uh, coming on stream, including three in the Senator's area in Clare over the last year. Um, I appreciate that doesn't serve everybody. We are looking at other schemes such as local hackney schemes that can you know for people who live really far away from bus stop that you know that they can have that kind of door to door service um, and this is about bringing life back into those towns and villages and bringing people back into them um, and, and like I said you know it is investing in the public realm and it is better planning and it's, it's bringing people in and it's keeping people there and it's keep, keeping people spending money there and this is happening all across Europe and we've seen it in the bigger you know in 
bigger cities like Paris and even in New York, as Senator Dooley mentioned. And, you know, it, it brings nothing but positivity. You know, it's like... Uh, Everybody has a better experience. Everyone has a better shopping mm. experiences. The small to medium enterprises do much better out of it. So I think it's a win-win for everyone. We are in a transition, you know, and this isn't about, you know, moving everybody away from using cars. And in fact, our climate action plan and how we're going to reach the 51% reduction does set out very clearly. It is one third in greener fuels. It's one third shifting towards electric vehicles and then one third in public and active transport. And I believe that's a mix that will work for everybody. And I believe it's a mix that will help us reach this. What do you say to people whose fear is that um, you you make the town only accessible, you know, by either public transport or by foot or by bicycle? And it's great and it's vibrant in terms of kind of people pottering around and drinking coffee, but they don't necessarily do an awful lot of shopping. So, you know, the, the kind of the traditional high street retailer gets a little bit nervous. Yeah, I mean, and I know that's a concern when you talk about restricting car, private cars coming into Dublin City Centre, for example. But a lot of the bigger shops offer a delivery service now as well. So you're not really coming into the city centre and lugging around those big bulky items, maybe with the exception of Christmas or that. But like there's so much online shopping now and stuff to be delivered to your door yeah. that it's really, this is why we have to look at what the alternative offering is because people aren't coming in just to shop. We want people to come in to shop to work but to play and to eat and to hang around and you know schemes like building uh, a, a plaza in the city centre along with the nighttime advisor and uh, revisioning how we you know what we're doing in the city from very early in the morning until very late at night uh, will be nothing but a positive move for the city centre I believe. Uh, uh, Timmy I'm sure your experience in and around Clare I'm thinking of somewhere like Ennis a comparable size to the, the, the part of the world that I'm from um, the experience of covid would have been that a lot of those smaller retailers who would have been nervous about people being able to pull up outside and do their shopping, that they did pivot towards home deliveries. And maybe that can uh, assuage their fears, no? Well, some of it was home delivery, but actually what I think COVID taught a lot of people who live in in, in smaller villages that, you know, their own shop, whilst it, it may not be a, a Tesco or a Dunn's, that they, <laughs> they found they could principally get most of what they wanted there. Uh, and that the drive, the twenty kilometres or whatever, to the to the, to the into town, uh, wasn't always as necessary as they might have thought. So I think there has been some, there's already been some uh, reorienting of, of of where people are shopping, and that's good. But you take a town like Ennis, it's probably no no bigger than an area like Ratfarnham or some of the the, the, the sort of near suburbs of mm. uh, of Dublin city centre. So so people shop within that cohort, but they still need to be able to get to the tos- the Tesco's or the Dons in order to do their shopping. And um, whereas Dublin is a bit different, I think the experience of going into the city um, isn't always about uh, about shopping. Sometimes it's traversing the city that they don't need to be going through the city centre. Maybe it's going to work uh, where there's public transport to do it. So, so, so they don't necessarily need the car to bring their, their groceries home. Whereas they live in the, the suburbs of Dublin uh, or the villages that surround it, um, they're able to shop within. But, and they'll still use a car or a delivery system mm. there to do that. I mean, it's we're... we're, we're we're going the right way. It's the right thing to do. We've got to put the investment into the infrastructure in public transport and all other facets uh, of, of, of mobility in order to bring people with us rather than, and I think, you know, Claire is right. She's identified yeah. the way to, to go. And that's what we've got to do now as we seek to transpose that to the more uh, 
the more rural towns um, throughout the country was very much yeah. uh, from the front rather than forcing people into situations where they find it more difficult to, to get on with their daily so lives. Sometimes you can't beat that local touch. During COVID, I ordered shirts from a, a, a well-known uh, high street menswear in Kilkenny and they dropped a couple of shirts into me, uh, the fellow who owns it, on his way home for lunch. And then he told me to give him back the ones I didn't want on his way back into work <laughs> after lunch. Uh, you wouldn't get that with the big retailers. Timmy, listen, a pleasure. Timmy Dooley, Fianna Fáil Senator, Claire Byrne, Dublin City Councillor uh, for the Green Party. Uh, thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.